Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro, and I'm a partner in the Private Equity and M&A Group at Stagman Elliott. For today's podcast, I'd like to welcome our special guest, Calais Kilpie. Calais is the founder and CEO of DealMap.ai, and he's an M&A technologist. Callie is going to be discussing the opportunities created by ChatGPT and generative AI in the M&A space. This is obviously an amazing time for AI in terms of all that's going on. And every day we hear about it. So it's super exciting to get Callie's perspective on the impact that AI will have on transactions and how it's going to change the way we do deals and aid in the transaction process. Obviously, it's like we've been thinking about this a lot and talking about it a lot and all the issues surrounding it, privacy, data security, ethical issues, just even how this technology works, which I'm excited to be able to talk to Callie today and give us some insight. But we're obviously on our end trying to figure out how this all fits into the deal-making process. And we're conscious of the issues that it creates. And obviously, just from our firm's perspective, still a key priority to keep that in mind. But what's great about Callie here is he's going to add input in terms of how we look at some of these issues and some of the issues out there to be aware of when you're looking at AI and, and M&A. So Callie, thank you and welcome. Thank you, Mario. It's a pleasure. Kelly, I'm super excited to have you here today. Your background, what you're working on, what you're interested in, and I'm not a big tech guy. So for me, it's multiple levels because it relates to the work that I do, but also stuff that I want to learn more about. So thank you for joining us. We always start by learning a little bit about and asking our guests a bit about their history. And so I want to start a bit by talking a bit about your own history and then talking a bit about DealMap and your work as an M&A technologist. Yeah, yeah. There's so much going on right now in M&A technology and AI. Probably more has happened in the past six months that happened in the past six years. So it's really an exciting time to work in this field. And my background is that I'm a serial software entrepreneur. So for the past 10 years or so, I have been focused on M&A technology, really every day thinking about how to use technology for M&A to help make the process better and more automated, help people make better decisions. And my practical M&A experience being in the actual deal table is one selling my company. So I have been on the sales side in a small software deal. And after that, at Midax, so an M&A technology company that I co-founded about 10 years ago. And uh, I led Midax product development. We work with a lot of public companies and private equity backed companies to help them automate their M&A process and leverage technology. And very recently I founded this new company, DealMap AI, to focus exclusively on artificial intelligence related to M&A. Yeah, first of all, I'm going to take advantage of all this knowledge and in terms of where I think, you know, our viewers are trying to figure out is how does this AI, chat GPT impact deal making. And I want to start there by talking a little bit of what you see the chat GPT and AI and the role of the help that it can give to deal makers. Yeah, absolutely. So AI is of course changing business models and it's having an impact on what kind of deals companies want to make. But if we focus on deal making itself, I would say that 
chat CPT and these large language models like it are going to change pretty much every stage in the M&A process. So earlier AI has been able to automate things or predict things that are very repetitive or highly similar. You need examples of very similar situations and then AI can repeat the decision a human would make. But with these large language models and ChatGPT, AI is able to do things that earlier only humans could do. So this can include providing pitching advice. So you can really have a conversation with ChatGPT and ask it opinions on things like what kind of trends are shaping your market and what kind of M&A themes could be attractive for your specific company. So ChatGPT, for example, has read almost the whole internet and countless books and other material. So it does know your company. If your company has a public website and maybe some press releases. So you can ask questions specifically about your company, about your situation, about your industry. And then if you move forward from strategic questions, it can also help you, let's say, draft documents like draft a due diligence checklist or draft a due diligence report, maybe draft an integration work plan, or it can analyze documents for you. So you can, for example, paste a memo that the CEO made to the board of an acquisition target, and you can ask questions about that material. If you have, let's say a five page memo, you can ask it to summarize it, or you can ask it to summarize specific things like, what did the CEO tell the board about R and D progress, or you can ask if the company is meeting its financial objectives. So you don't have to read documents yourself. You can give it the document and ask a question and you get the answer pretty much immediately. Can, can I ask, I mean, this is just all so new to me. So I'm going to draw, so I'm going to throw some examples at you. You tell me if I'm going crazy here, but so when I hear you talk like this, to me, that means I'm a sell-side advisor. I have to put together a book on a company. You would say that's changed now. I wouldn't go from scratch. I'd go to chat GPT put the company name in the details and I'll get a good history about the space, the sector, the company. Like I'm going to be using chat GPT to do my deal book, for example. Is that an example? Yeah. <laughs> it's my mm. fascinating. And then the other side of it, if I'm a purchaser, I think what you're suggesting is it will become normal for a purchaser when they're looking at a target to use chat GPT to get information. Like it'll be an easy way to get information on the target, the sector, the industry. Is that fair to say a very practical way? It's probably going to become normal to use chat GPT. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have to give it pretty specific tasks. You cannot ask it to do your job holistically, but if you can yeah. ask it to draft a document and you can say, okay, draft this kind of a document and you can outline, let's say in bullet points, what are the key things you want it to include in the document? So it can be your opinions about how to structure a deal, or it can be just the topics that you want it to propose solutions for. So yeah, tasks that you or a human 
can do or could do, but it takes time. So if you draft a document and think through what would go into the document, it takes hours or maybe days. But if you ask it to do it, it makes the first draft pretty much immediately. And then you can take a look at that draft and then iterate on it. So ask it to make improvements. And I think that it increases the quality of every step in the M&A process, because often deal makers could in theory do a much better job in many areas, like thinking about risks that a deal could have, or planning to do real sense better than just making it a generic document review, for example, but they don't have the time, but with the technology, you can iterate so fast and do things so fast that it increases the quality. So my prediction is that it doesn't necessarily reduce the amount of human work done in an M&A deal, but it mainly just increases the quality of the analysis and the work because you can do things so fast. And I assume it could give you ideas on valuation in terms of you giving it metrics and it could give you some perspective, at least in terms of what's available publicly for valuations for a company that's for sale. Yeah, it definitely can. I would say that it's better at qualitative than quantitative advice because it's a language model, but it definitely can give you advice on what's a typical valuation in a specific situation. And ChatGPT, they also have now this browsing plugin, which means that if you ask it a question, it can do a web search, like a Google search and use those press results in the answer. But based on my experience, it's often better not to use it because if you use that press information, it bases the answer on just the, let's say first Google results. But if you have it turned off, it bases the answer on everything it has read on the internet and a lot of books and things like that. So I think it does surprisingly good job answering very sophisticated questions that are difficult to kind of find answers for, let's say, just Googling yourself. So we've touched on every part of deal making and we're finding that it could play a pretty major role. I mean, how big of a role could it play? What are the possibilities? I'm throwing everything at you and you're saying <laughs> it, it can do it. So I guess I can yeah. ask how, how far can it go or how, what's the possibilities? Well, it's almost scary what it can do in theory and even in practice already right now, if you just let it. So one very interesting project is a project called Auto GPT. And the idea is that it makes ChatGPT work on its own, like autonomously. So in ChatGPT, you can already ask, how would you go about, let's say, building an M&A program? And then it outlines what you should consider and it kind of works so that it asks itself a question and then based on the answers, it asks a follow-on question that can really work independently, build your M&A program and define what kind of targets you should be interested in, you know, finding out the information on those targets. Can I drill down because you bring up all these interesting places where you could see it playing a role and that on the sourcing. And again, for me, it's just all news. So it's interesting. 
you could see ChatGPT helping someone do proprietary search, literally doing outreach. Obviously, we'll still need deal advisors. I mean, they're just key on so many levels. But, you know, AI will help narrow down and really focus the role of deal advisors and kind of get rid of a lot of the more routine aspects of the work, but really focus on higher end advice. Yeah. I want to ask, I mean, I look at it from my world. Diligence is obviously the biggest task. It requires the most people, the most time. Just get your thoughts on what you see in terms of the ability for the influence that it has on the entire diligence process in an M&A process. So one thing is that it's great at reading documents and summarizing them or extracting meaning from documents. So you can give it documents and then tell it what you want to know about those documents. So it can be something simple like you can ask if a contract has a change of control clause, or it can be something much more advanced, like you can ask it to give its own opinion on something, or you can ask it to, let's say, summarize an R&D report and outline the milestones in it, and then summarize for each milestone if the objectives were met. So that kind of document reading and analysis that has been really time consuming can be automated to a large extent. And also I think it allows you to become more strategic about the DoLetSense plan. So if you, let's say, have the business case presentation that the deal team made for this specific deal, you can ask it to develop a DoLetSense plan which focuses on the most relevant factors when it comes to validating the business case assumptions. So in addition to this document review where you try to find some red flags or something surprising, it's also a great tool for developing a deal-specific plan that helps you and your team focus on the most important things to find out in the sense. So how does it work at the end of the day? How is it operated, if I can ask? I just try to understand how all this happens. It, it seems like you can do a lot. Of, you got to understand how it operates to understand what it can do. So I wanted to get a sense from you. How is it doing all this? Yeah, these large language models like ChatGPT ultimately have been designed to predict how text would continue. So it has read a lot of text, almost the whole internet and thousands of books. So it has a lot of examples of text. And then if you give it, let's say, the title of an essay or some kind of a topic, it predicts what goes under it or next to it. And with ChatGPT, there's also this mechanism where it's specifically trained in addition to predicting how the text would continue to know how to answer questions. There are some great but pretty technical presentations on this published by MIT, like Ramakrishnan, for example, which explains this in more depth. But basically, it's all based on reading a lot of text and predicting how text would continue. And it is smart enough to be able to combine ideas from many different texts. It doesn't have to be that it has read text about your specific situation. 
but it has maybe read about your industry and about your MNA rationale and about other things, and it can kind of blend those in an answer. So it doesn't have a human-like understanding or thinking. Like open AI doesn't say that that's how it would work, but it can produce an outcome that is surprisingly similar. And one of the criticisms that some people have against the technology is that it's kind of a black box. You don't really know how it works and no one knows. Like even the developers don't fully know the logic because it's a neural network that learns itself. But then if you think about how the human brains work, if I ask you a question and you give me an answer, probably you didn't think through the whole process, how you came up with that answer, it just came to you. But if I asked you to explain or rationalize how you got to that answer, you can rationalize that. You can give me a logic and that same thing ChatGPT can do. So you can ask it after it gave you an answer, how it got to that answer, or you can first ask it to give you a logic, how to get to an answer. And then ask it to follow that logic or a logic that you have adjusted slightly. So you can kind of control the logic, how you get to an answer. And it's often a good way to get to a quality answer. The first ask it to suggest logic, getting to an answer, and then maybe tweak the logic manually and then ask it to follow its own logic. Yeah. Well, I always ask our guests the crystal ball question. I got to tell you, this might be the time I really want to ask someone, where does it go from here? And so I want to ask you, where do you see this going from here in terms of the deal-making process? And from a practical point of view, how long do you think it'll take for it to become widely accepted where we're all kind of embedded in our processes? I think that everyone will have to learn to work with these machines. So they will be like team members and I think they already can be like team members. So you can ask it questions and it will answer you and you can kind of interact with the AI like you would interact with a human team member. It's only that this AI answers much faster, doesn't need that much time to think and it doesn't have any like emotion. You can really like ask it without being very polite and stuff like that. But right now the AI doesn't really learn from you. So it doesn't like learn how to work with you. So you have to learn how to work with it. So you have to learn how to ask it questions, the right way to get quality answers. It doesn't work like Google works now that it kind of learns from your searches, what you really are after, but probably in the future or almost certainly in the future. It will also learn from you what you really mean. And I think the role of humans is more and more about directing the technology and developing the vision, what your company wants to do, or as an advisor, what kind of process and deals gets you to where you want to get. And hopefully still the customers are still humans that companies sell products to. Like humans are best at understanding the customer preferences, maybe with the help of AI, but really everyone has to learn to work together with the technology. And I think now is a 
great time to get going because the technology starts to be very easy to use. It's very affordable to, let's say, get the ChatGPT subscription and others are not far ahead. So there's not that much to catch up on because this is new to everyone. The technology is just, the ChatGPT is like months old. So it's hard to predict exactly what the future looks like, but it's definitely a good time to get going. And like we discussed earlier, there really isn't a limit to how much you want the AI to take over your m and activities and m and programs. It, it could, in theory, be very independent, but likely you want to still be the master of the AI and not the other way around. And I want to thank you for joining us. It's been, uh, for me, a whole new world of learning about how AI is going to affect the deal-making process. The good news is it sounds like we're still going to need lawyers. Thank goodness. <laughs> I mean, when you look at it from an advisor's perspective, at the end of the day, people rely on their advisors. And obviously it's that key advice is what's key and will ultimately be key. And, you know, actually what makes us responsible for the advice we give. But from what you said, this could be a great tool that could work with us to deliver better services more quickly. Again, really focusing on adding value to the work that we do. If it's able to do half of what we've talked about, and once all the security and privacy issues that we keep hearing about have been ironed out, that this is going to be a phenomenal tool for advisory work and advisory teams and just adding to the toolbox for the work that they do. So, Kelly, thank you for giving us your perspective and frankly, teaching us about the possibilities for AI at DealMaker. Thanks so much for having me, Mario. It's a really exciting topic to talk about and let's see what the future holds.